0: 2023, Happy New Year, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this incredible start of this new year. I hope everyone is doing well. The holidays are over and it's time to continue with my guest list. And this week, everyone, I have a special dear friend of mine who I met in Phoenix uh, during our my last few months I lived there and um, she is also known as the peanut lady, which we will get into, but um, she's a dear friend. She helped me so much during the passing of Eddie. And I just want to bring her on the show, share her with all of you. And it's an incredible career that she has, and she is going to be talking about many things. So um, grab a beverage, sit back, get comfortable. If you're with your loved one, let's enjoy this together. And please welcome, my beautiful guest, Susan Gras. Good morning, Susan.
1: Good morning, Vicki. It's so nice to see you. I miss you so much. I know, me too. When I see you, I miss you more, you know? It's <laughs> like, you think that would make it a little easier, but I actually
0: miss you more. I know, I know. Um, how are you today? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm so honored to have you on my show. This is such a special oh. episode. And if I can let everyone know, this is a special episode because uh, Susan and I have gone back uh, for years and um, I've known you since 2005, you know, 2004, 2005, and we lived on the same street in um, Ahwatukee, Arizona, where my house was infested with scorpions and our daughters uh, hung out together. And um, it was just... um, At the time, it was a long experience, but looking back, I love you dearly and you're such a special person. Um, If I could let everyone know, she is um, a world-renowned celebrity reader. Uh, She's a psychic, intuitive, medium, a soul healer. And we're gonna talk about her book. She's also a TV personality. And you work with people um, in the realm of paranormal abilities, is that correct? Mm hmm. I do. Okay. And you have so much going on. And I did a lot of research on you because I know you as my friend, but to see you on your YouTube videos is incredible, Susan, because um, there is so much to you that I didn't realize your talents and abilities when I got to know you and to see you now. It's oh my gosh, 16 years later that I've seen you that you have done such incredible um and also just to mention everyone
1: you were also
0: um a reader for Gwyneth Paltrow
1: I incredible yeah for the goop show yeah I, I get to go and and read people I teach the class I've taught a few classes there um or lectures and um yeah I just it's so fun to be involved in that I'm very so, glad. all right so let's let's
0: take it back to Tell us what a, um, where do you want to start and what, how you want to explain everything? You want to talk about you being a medium? You want to start there?
1: Okay. So, um, you know, mediumship is kind of a, a weird duck. I think people are a little bit uh, uncomfortable with it and, and it's hard to grasp. It's hard for me to grasp, to be honest with you. And mediumship is um, getting messages from people who have passed on. There, the, the way that it started for me was when I was a little girl. So I was locked in an unplugged freezer in a garage. I was in there a very long time. I remember a pretty intensive journey. And when I came back from that, um, I could see people. Um, prior to that, I remember seeing animals floating when they would die and little things like that, or feeling like someone was near me or behind me, or, you know, I was always in fear of that. I didn't know what that was. And when I came back from that experience, I was pretty young, I was tipping on five. And I remember feeling really frightened and I wanted it to go away, but it never did. So my life was all about being abnormally normal, being woken up like in the middle of the night saying, you know, I just died. I have a message for my family or I'd be standing next to someone and I'd see their loved one by them or behind them. or I just know things that I couldn't know. Um, Obviously, it's not an exact science. I wish it was. You know, I think I said earlier w- w- when we've talked before, you know, I feel like I'd be with the Dalai Lama or something magnificent like that, I'm not behind a TV screen, <laughs> behind screen. Because, you know, it's not exact, it's not perfect, but it is very clear, clear enough that it can make sense. And that's the most important part. And I'm an ev- evidential medium, so that's different. So a regular medium, um, A non-evidential medium, I don't want to say regular because no one's regular, but a non-evidential medium would um, maybe say, um, your mother's here, your mother passed, correct, yes, and, and you missed her and you loved her, yes, and you had a good relationship, yes, but there wouldn't be that substantial evidence. And I'm an evidence person, so I want to know what they said in secret. You know, I want to know what they, what they, uh, how they talk to their family. I want to know um, maybe their nicknames they gave people or their own nicknames, the kind of music they listen to, you know, things like that. I want that kind of information. Um, I want to know hopefully how they died or less, at least close to what their journey was prior to death. So um, just an example would be if someone was an alcoholic and I saw that alcoholism was creating blood clots. I might say, you know, they had alcoholism or they had addiction and that addiction was the cause of their death. Going further into science and medical, it could be that it was, you know, something else. But in real world, um, there's a lot of things that attribute to how we leave. So I talk about that. Um, I talk about the, the things that need amends, um, the way that they have treated people uh, or haven't, you know, maybe they ignored them or took off. So it's kind of just getting that evidence. Um, it comes pretty naturally, but I never trust it. I'm like everyone else. When someone goes, did she just say that? I think, did I just say that? You know, I'm doing what they're doing. I'm just as in shock as they are. When I'm saying something, they'll go, oh, and I'll be going oh, inside. You know, I'm just not showing it because I'm supposed to be the professional. But it really does feel that way. You know, you're shocked. It's shocking. But it's a beautiful gift. It's probably a couple years of, oops, sorry, of therapy in one swoop, you know, and, and it feels, uh, it's so real. It's so deep. And it's so filled with healing, which is my job. You know, I am a a counselor. I work with grief and addiction. Um, And, and so, you know, my job is to help people heal. And so that's what I'm doing. And I didn't try to be a medium for work. I just want to say that what happened was, is I was helping people with grief and addiction. I was doing that work and I would know something and somebody would say, you know, I got this lady who just like pops out something that she couldn't possibly know. And that started building a little bit. And then I went to um, a class and I read everybody and the teacher came up to me and said, you're a real medium. Like you're You know, and I said, what exactly is that? And I also thought, aren't, as in everybody here? Because I know I came to a class for people to learn about this weird thing I was doing. You know, so I didn't really completely understand it anyway. I just knew that it happened.
0: So can people, so how is it that people can get a hold of you if they want to be, you know, read by a loved one that they've lost? Or um, how, how is it, do you like make house calls or are you... do they reach out to you and then do you contact them And, and if they do like are you already do you already have a premonition of before you even talk to that person of how that works in your mind because you I mean I'm so curious about that you know what how much you know before you even talk to that person.
1: Yeah. So it depends. So, um, I do zoom and I have an office. So people come to my office. I have people that fly in from all over. I'm very fortunate. I feel very blessed. I, I can't believe it. Um, God's been really wonderful in this because I really believe that, uh, it is, uh, a beauty that, uh, God gives us gifts, all of us, you know, some people can play the piano, some people, you know, can play a trombone. I can't do any of those things, but I can, <laughs> <Neither> can I. <laughs> and so they call me, um, or they go on, you know, susangraw.com, and, and they book an appointment, and, um, or, or they, yeah, they just basically do that, and so it's either Zoom, or they come into my office, and, and I, do I get premonitions? Sometimes. So I had a situation where, in fact, in my book, a woman wrote uh, from her side of the story. And what happened was, is I was in the shower, which, you know, they can't see our private stuff and they can't hear our private thoughts. And I think people are so afraid of that. But I was in the shower and I heard this man and I went, oh my God, you know, I'm covering up and I'm freaking out. (laughs) And then I went, oh, wait. He can't see my body. What am I? You know, why am I freaking out right now? He's doing telepathy, basically. <laughs> I was ready. Don't ever come in my shower. But um, and he said some things. He said, "My name is John, and I I passed away from uh, aneurysm, and my wife Annie's going to come to you tomorrow, and um, she is the love of my life. I am hers, and she is mine, and always will be. And I'm her. I'm her boy. And he said all these really intensive things. I've never forgotten this one. I forget a lot of my readings. Um, but I never forgot this one because the next day I had two Annas and the first one I said, "Did you have a husband named John that died? She, no, you know, and I went, oh, okay, you know, And we did her reading and, and then the next one that came in when I said that she paused and was taken back and I said, you know, he's saying these words and she said, oh my gosh, I called him my boy. And we always said, I am, you know, yours, you are mine and always will be. And everything that you've said, he died from an aneurysm and and his name is John and he called me Annie. And, and you know, I, it was just like this amazing experience for her. And so, yes, sometimes to answer your question in the long run, in the long way. Um, yeah, sometimes I actually get information ahead of time. Sometimes it's right before they walk in or sometimes I'll just see someone walking in next to them. Or I'll get on the line with someone and I can see who's behind them. And I wish it was clearer so that I could describe them in detail. But sometimes it's just a little pieces of them. But I can feel that energy. And a lot of times I'll see uh, like a glitter coming down. And um, that makes a huge difference because then I know, okay, they're really there because they're showing me this glitter floating beside them. And it's kind of their way of saying, you got me, I'm right here.
0: That's incredible. I mean, I got goosebumps because you and I have a very um, intimate experience together that you know we in together, but to that in a minute because I want to talk more about you, about your gifts. Um, now you uh, as far as like your TV personality, an author and a speaker, um, are you able to like, are you able to go into a supermarket and you just start hearing these voices or people <laughs> reaching out to you and you're like trying to buy like your hamburger meat and then there's like, you know, you, you just, your, your world is incredibly fascinating to me of, of people that could be reaching out to you. And how, how are you handling that? Because that's not just a, a regular day for me. I mean, like I'm, my voices in my mind are like, clean the house, you know, get, get to your flight on time, you know? I mean, yeah, do,
1: do you have those days, Vicki, where you go, something's wrong with someone you love and you pick up the phone to call them or you feel this urge? Yes, absolutely. So you do have that. You do have that. Mine's just been expanded. Okay, so, um, or you're looking at someone and you go, oh my gosh, they're grieving. You can feel it in your soul that they've lost someone. You know, that's, mine's just expanded. That's all. So we all have this beautiful uh, ability because, uh, so just to go into a little bit of science over here, and then I'll answer that question about what happens when I'm walking around. Um, I'm going to write that down so I don't forget because I tend to go off and veer. Just briefly. Our heart they have found has 40,000 neurons, they're called neurons. And that's like our brain. So it learns, it remembers, it thinks, it feels, and it takes things with it, right? Like our brain does. And so our heart has this even more so because our heart says to our brain, feel. And this is a proven scientific fact, okay? This isn't something I'm just coming up with. It's just not something that people know. 40,000 neurites. Okay, so our brain, it, it tells our heart to pump, pump, pump. But our soul, our heart, tells our brain to actually feel and experience. So the more we expand our love, the more we expand our soul, the more we expand our heart, which is where God sits, which is where the beauty of the spirit world sits, right? It's the seat of their soul is our soul right? Um, so the more we do that, the more aware we are of those feelings and those interactions. And, um, and when you work with grief, of course, you're expanding that continuously because you have to, because it is so um, tender and, and important. So I used to go places and I would see them everywhere. I learned to set boundaries. They used to wake me all night long. I got a, a sleeping disorder from it. And I learned to set boundaries and say, you know, listen, no, you're not going to wake me at four o'clock in the morning every single night, unless you've just died. And I know your loved one. So I set these boundaries and at first they would push the envelope. I mean, push it. And then after a while, it just became that that's what they did. So if I go out to dinner, I sometimes I'll look at someone and I'll see their mom behind them going, you know, I tell my daughter I'm with her. You know, I love this restaurant. We used to go here together. And I don't because that's TV. Right. We get up and we, we intervene in people's lives. We're, our, you know, they're signing something. So I want to say that it's not like they're just walking up and giving them all this, you know. But anyway, um, I'm very, very mindful of my boundaries and respect of others. I wouldn't want to be eating my dinner and have somebody walk up and make me cry. So, Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, I, I respect
1: that. Yeah. So um, I've taught the spirit world or they've taught me how to teach them. Um, how not to cross the boundaries of of the human existence to the point that we're causing harm. Because to me, walking up to someone could cause harm. And for me, it causes me harm because I can't shut it off then, right? And I'd be like in that world 24 seven. I used to feel like I walked between worlds. I used to call it the in-between. I'd hear it over here and I'd hear it over here. And it was overwhelming for me. I'd hear our world and their world. And it felt like I couldn't bring it together because it was so loud in my head. And, um, so they were hard. It was harming me. So I learned how to set boundaries and I thought I was going to set boundaries and they'd go away furthest thing from the truth. They became more clear because they had to, because they had less time.
0: Oh my gosh. That's, this is.
1: It's bizarre. I mean, when I think about it, it's. I, I feel like everyone else feels. It's like, is it real? Is it really real? Because I'm sure they drop in front of me and they say everything that they want their loved one to know. But I'm in a human existence and I'm in the human experience and I can't hear everything. I wish I could. And so it, it, it sometimes it feels like, is this real? But if 90% of the information is correct information and I know nothing about you, nothing, um you're just coming into my <clears throat> excuse me office um randomly or you made an appointment but i'm not i don't know your world um i think that if, you know 90 of the information is correct and accurate we've got something going on here right yeah
0: so this are we- you are you able to um help other medians that aren't understanding their 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 gift i mean I'm sure that you're able to pass on the knowledge, so to speak, because just like you experienced, if you weren't sure, you know how how you were understanding, you know, the voices and and seeing people. Do you come across a lot of people that come to you and say, "I'm not understanding why I'm I'm seeing this or what's going on with me"? I mean, that's mm-hmm. got to be an incredible like to educate others, like you know, calm down. This is this is my experience, you know, where they can kind of have someone that shares their their experiences with.
1: Yes, I am a metaphysical teacher and I love teaching it. I teach different levels. So I teach high level and I teach people who are new. Um, more than anything, I teach them the morals behind it and um, morality, you know, being honest and truthful, not needing to be right, but being sincere. If you're wrong, you're wrong and and not forcing things down people's throats and um, morally having that decency not to cheat or you know with in all honesty with all of the social media and everything else the most dangerous thing someone can do is get a little information because then they're not connected to spirit so they're talking to someone you've got a whole hour right and you're talking to someone and your information is limited what do you do then So I always tell people, if you're going to look people up or you're going to cheat or you're going to be dishonest morally, first of all, it's lack of character integrity. Secondly, morally, um, you're going to feel bad inside and you're going to disconnect with spirit. And what's going to happen? You're not going to have any more information, but that little five minute story. So then you end up trapped. So I teach my students that. I teach them to have integrity to the best of their ability. You know, we have our own baggage that we bring with us. And sometimes we get triggered, but the spirit world can only go by what we understand. So if it's out of my box, it's out of my box. And if I have no understanding, I can't utilize it because it makes no sense to me. So they're gonna, so there's an example would be if I see a balloon going up in the air, that tells me it's someone's birthday. And I'll say someone just had a birthday or getting ready to have one. I give a two week span. Because I could, they could be saying happy birthday from a week ago. Um, and so for me, that is my picture from spirit that that's happening. 99.999% of the time, it's correct information, literally. So um, when they show me those pictures, my dictionary with them basically is what I call it. And I like to teach people that. And so when someone says, well, you always talk about the balloon, I go, but there's not always a birthday every day in everybody's life. So you have to understand. Most of the time, it's my birthday was today, or their birthdays today. You know, which is really cool when that happens, but it's not always. So, um, they go by what we understand, and they utilize that to help us help someone else. We're we're really trying to help a good, real medium who has good morals and good fiber, good character is trying to help someone heal, not to deceive them or trick them, but to help them through whatever means we can that is honest. And so I teach that.
0: I think that's really um, informative because say let like me being a celebrity goes to a medium, you know, I'm sure that how, how would you be able to make a celebrity or someone that's a high profile person feel comfortable because you know you can go on the internet and, and look me up and know my story about Eddie, my girls, what, you know, the, the stuff I've been through in my life. So how is it that you would handle that for all my colleagues in the wrestling industry that would they would want to have, need your help, you know, to be read, how is it that they would feel confident that they can be there and, and you just study them as the person, not the celebrity?
1: They won't. That's just the truth. They're going to come in with that thinking of what if. But when they're done with the reading, they recognize that stuff's not in paper. That stuff's not on my account. That stuff isn't something she could know. And that's the goal is to get to those things. So, for instance, um, you may come in and say, uh, I might say, you know, I see someone with a SH name, you know, and I see a CH name and I'm hearing this name. um, And I'm, I'm feeling, you know, for instance, with Eddie, I might say, you know, I'm hearing Freddie or, or something along those lines. It's not going to be exact most of the time. Once in a while, you'll pop out that name perfectly. I won't deny that because I'm, it's what I'm known for is names. Um, So when people doubt, they send people to me because I don't know why names are easy for me compared to dates and things like that. So it's just my area. but. If they walk in and you go, I see Shawl, I see a Sherilyn, I see an Eddie, I see a Vicky, I see, and they're going through this list, and then they have no message that makes sense to you or no message that is private or personal that is shareable, then something's not right. Right, so I've seen readers go on stage and say, "I have your great grandfather Sammy, and I got your great grandma, and I got this, and I got this, and I..." and they have all these names, and then they say thank you, and they walk away, and that person's sitting there going, "Where's my message? What's my message? Is there a message? Like, can they tell me something besides their name?" That to me doesn't feel like a complete, and I won't say dishonest or honest, but I don't know. I just did. I don't trust it. Right. Exactly. I'm just going to be honest. I don't trust it. But if they can say, "I've got your grandfather here, who was adored your grandmother, but he was an alcoholic, and she lived in a codependent lifestyle, and Tia taught your mom to be codependent. She married an alcoholic, and and now there's this and this and this has gone on, and your grandmother lo- told your mother to go away and um and not come back." Um, so they had a complete separation, and now your grandmother wants to make amends. Hey, that's a lot, right? That's not just your yeah. grandmother, Mary Ann. Make sense? So, you know, it, it, it's it has to go further, and that is where... When you come in and I and this information's known, you can't deny it. It's not deniable. And it's not going to be a rapid succession of blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah all this information comes pouring out. It is hard to hear the spirit world. We pause, and, and a good reader isn't going to just ramble. They're going to pause. They're also going to read the person in the room. So there are people that say something to me like they've lost their child to suicide, let's just say, and they'll, they'll say to me, did they suffer? And I will pause. And I will look at them and say, is this information you truly want to know? How will it serve you? So now I go into the therapeutic area, right? How will this help you? Tell me why you need to know this, because this is something they're going to carry the rest of their lives. And so you have to read that person to know what can they handle? How far can you go? What do you hold back on? And that is a tricky area because are we being sincere to the spirit world if they're telling us something and we feel it's not good? N- not necessarily, but once they s- understand why we're doing that, that we know that this will cause harm and we're like doctors do no harm, right? Yeah. And that's number one, first and foremost, if you come into my room feeling a one way and you leave feeling worse, I've done harm to you. So we have to have discernment.
0: That's, that's, a, that's so important. And, you know, there's, I want to let everyone know that before I even knew how, how blessed you were in your talents or gifts, uh, we were in Phoenix and, you know, you would tell me, you know, that you could read people and, and that you were you know, able to do, you know, the readings of people. And I, I was very skeptical because. I was, I just lost Eddie and I was just like, all right, lady, you know, okay, whatever, you know, because I I loved you and and you were so good to me and my girls and you were always there for me for anything I needed. And you were the neighbor that just kind of always just checked on me. But you actually had a, um, a reading of me without even me asking because you, I opened the front door and you were coming over to visit and you walked in and you said, um, said Eddie is standing next to you and I still get so emotional with this. Um and I said, you know, I think I was kind of you know just surprised, you know, because I that's the last thing you think of losing someone if they're actually there with, with me. You know, and I, I was I felt you know that I was always alone. That's how you feel when you've lost someone. It's just you you know going through your day. And um and you had said that you know I I, I think I give you a question I said, okay, well, tell me what Eddie calls me and what's my nickname. And, you know, and Eddie had told you the nickname and I don't want to say it because it was something really intimate, but you, Eddie told you the name that he called me that was my nickname that he would always, you know, refer to me as. And I just about dropped my jaw and you were so calm and loving to me. Even though I probably looked like I was getting ready to lose my mind because I couldn't believe that you were actually communicating with Eddie. And is there anything from that experience that you you remember that day? Because that was such a, that was the day that I knew that I was gonna keep you very close to me. And I I honored you as a true friend because, um, not because of what you could do, but because you told me with such love and compassion. And it wasn't like you were joking or it was something funny. You really considered my feelings and how I was feeling at the time. And you just, you came and you just hugged me and you were just so loving to me that I knew I was like, you are so, you're true to me. And that was something very important to me to know that Eddie was never going to leave my side, that he was always with me.
1: Yeah, I remember, which is really, uh, it was very profound for me. Um, I didn't really know Eddie. I, I think I met him once and talked to him for like an hour about God. Yeah. That's what we talked about. And that was my only interaction with Eddie before he died. You don't he, was know, yeah. Old. Yeah, he was never home. Yeah. Well, you also, I think had only been on the street for a couple of weeks or something. If I remember right. Right. Yes. But, Thanks. but, and I, I remember seeing him glowing behind you. Literally, he was in a ball of light, and that touched me because I knew he needed me to say something, and I was terrified to say something. I cared about you. We bonded really quickly, so I cared very much about you, and I knew that you were in tremendous pain and shock, and I didn't want to cause any harm, and so I didn't want you to push me out because I'd had that happen before. People go, I never want to talk to this lady again. So um, because they were scared of me. They thought it was evil or something. And um, I don't know how healing could be evil, but that's what they thought. And I remember seeing him in this ball of light, and I remember him telling me something private about the bedroom. And I I don't <laughs> and I don't remember what it was because it left me, but I remember it and I remember thinking, I can't possibly know this. It was something he said to you, whispered to you, sang to you, or something like that. And I I I thought, okay, I can't know this, and and I I need to say it if it's correct information she needs to know, and so it blurted out of my mouth. And then from there, I remember him like just saying different things. I remember driving in the car with your girls, and I said to them, um, you know, your dad keeps saying with arms wide open, with arms wide open, with arm, and they start crying, and all of a sudden on the radio comes that Creed song. And I, I, we all just paused. Like, I literally almost stopped my car in the middle of the street. I ended up, they started crying. I started crying. And they said, um, um, that's what my dad used to sing to us. And I'm just, my whole being was in this state of shock. That favorite song. It was so clear to my mind, and then it pops on the radio as soon as I say it, and the girls and I were just shaking. I mean, and I felt the same way they did, you know, it's so impactful, and it's such important uh, information, but I saw Eddie beside you, and he told me he wasn't going to leave you. Now, does that mean that he follows everything you do in your journey? No no, he's not going to do that. He lives in the spirit world, but he is there when you want him there. When you think of him, when you want to bring him in, that's when they come, they can't read our minds. They can't see our private times. They can't, you know, that's not, they have a boundary like we do. Think about it. We can't see them in everything they do. They can't see us in everything we do. But to think that they go to this place that doesn't exist near us is a little bit Lack of I don't understand that thinking process. I don't either.
0: Yeah, I don't either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a vibration. There we're vibrational beings and this earth vibrates so low. And we have to learn to vibrate higher on a world in a world that vibrates so low. Not only do mediums have to learn that, but it's part of our soul expansion and experience is to learn to vibrate higher. So um while we're in this low vibration it's really hard to do and um and 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 in doing so we expand ourselves to a place that when we do leave this planet we're vibrating so high you know and we're we're closer to the um, omnipotent being that or or spirit that is has created us so we just get closer and closer, you know, as we vibrate higher and higher. I mean, you think about it, if you walk in, it's like, it would be like walking into a room to be in that presence would be like being a normal human being, walking to an, into a room that had a rocket going off that vibration, even higher. Think of it even higher and higher bursting through, you know, the earth's barrier. It, it is that powerful. So if we're vibrating low, how do we get closer to that? So we're learning here and and we're here for the experiences. So there, maybe we um, read a book and we read something. I don't really have books. It's kind of virtual, but I didn't know how to say that years ago because there was no such thing. You know, I'm older and we didn't have virtual, but I used to say it's a book, but it's not a book. Okay. So uh, it's a knowledge that comes to you and you learn about, maybe you learn about uh, an example, the ocean. You're not going to really know it till you put your feet in it, you smell it, you taste it, you touch it, you swim in it. You, you're not going to really know it. And so we're here for that experience. And we love it. If, we, if you were told you could come to, to a place for a very short period of time, I would say, and you would be able to experience every emotion to the depths of your soul, love and, and, and hate and all the opposites and, 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 and journey pain and suffering, but immense joy and happiness and all these other things. If you were told you'd be able to experience all of these things in a a short period of time, would you say no?
0: I don't think I would. I'd
1: I'd be curious. Yeah. Yeah, you would. You'd be like, I want to experience it all. So that's why, you know, people say, well, if we, we come here through God or we come here through a light or the afterlife. Why do we have all this pain? And I try to explain, we learn. My greatest asset is my darkest past in helping others because all the things that happened to me made me a better person and a better intuitive so that I could click into loss, you know, suicides and things like that. So I say my darkest past was my greatest asset. Um, but every experience I've had, pain is our greatest motivator to change, but they throw joy in there too. So we get to have both so that we're not unbalanced. So they balance our journey more than we know. And I've had a lot of pain in my journey, as you know, I mean, a lot. And yet... I was balanced because I had a lot of joy and happiness and, and, and love and experiences that were wonderful. So I guess if you look at it that way, it makes you understand a little bit better how our soul can grow from experiences on both sides, good and bad are equal in value. They both teach us something.
0: Wow, Susan, that's incredible. Now you also are a speaker. So you, so tell us about that and, and your book tell us about these two next chapters in your life.
1: Okay. Um, well, I did speaking at um, at Goop. That's where I did that. And I travel and I speak and I do live events. And w- before COVID, I haven't done it since, but I'm going to start again. Um, and I do live Zooms with uh, groups of people. I do charity work. You know, I did for the fires in Oregon. I did, you know, a Zoom for, and people got to come in that gave even a penny, if, even if they had a penny. It didn't matter how much they gave the fact that they were willing to give because it was a really hard time for everyone. And so I did it. I raised money for that. I love to raise money for Trevor's project. And I love to raise money for um, any suicide. I did some work with a, a place called Eric's house in, in Arizona that worked with suicide. And so I was on the board of directors for a period of time. I'm not any longer, but I was. And, and so, you know, we, we, I try to give in that way, but um, the goal is to, you know, travel as much as you can. And I'm not a big traveler, to be honest, like you, but I'm learning, I'm learning. Um, But people come to me, so I feel very blessed and fortunate. But when you do goop, of course, you're out there with people from all over the world, which has been, goop has been my greatest blessing. Buonapaltrow is a very kind person. And she really believes in women, right? She wants, it's women helping women. That's her, that's her big thing. And she is kind and she's honest and she's sincere and she's down to earth. And people sometimes don't see that because she gets a little into the kind of crazy things that are people, what they call crazy. Um, so when you're doing something like Goop, um, they did an article on me um, about the afterlife. And it went all over internationally. And that's really what expanded me the most and opened me up to be able to travel and speak and things like that. I speak for um, the so- National, International Association of Near Death Experiences. You know, I speak, uh, I've spoken there and talked about that experience there. So it's kind of a mishmash pot. Um, but as far as my book, it's called Infinite Life, Infinite Lessons. And it's about, it's got a little memoiry in it. So it does talk about how I became a medium and what that looked like for me, but then it goes into more of the self-help kind of learning about who you are as a soul and what the spirit world really wants you to know. Not what everyone tells us they want us to know, but what they really want you to know. And it's so simple and yet we make it so complicated. And so, you know, talking about the gift of fear, the gift of intuition, self-care, you um, um, Readings, what do they look like? You know, I talk about my coming into my office What what is that, you know, for a person a reading. Um, I have a section that talks, uh, that is from their own, in their own words, and it's people who've had readings from me and what it did for them or what they experienced. So, you know, it's very expansive in its chapters and it's, it's, I, it's getting bought right now. We're in the process of that unfolding. And yeah. I'm really excited about that. And so it'll probably be out in about 12 to 13 months because it usually takes, it can take anywhere from 12 to 18 months. But That's mine is, <laughs> yeah, but mine is written. And so it will get it out there faster. So I'm very fortunate, but I have four books in my head. So I'll travel and speak on that. I'll do Zooms on my book, you know. Um,
0: that. I'm so proud of you. This is great. And I can't wait to, maybe you'll have your book tour when I'm, in, in a town somewhere and i i'd be able to go in your audience and just soak you all up and just be able to be in your world
1: out oh i would put your- you next <laughs> to me girl <laughs> <laughs> i'm not putting you in my audience but you're in my book I, thank you it's a very brief um but but it's very special um and um same with i i shared with you, you know that i put chris in in there um um Benoit um and kind of was able to share a little bit about my experience with him and the beauty of him uh, who he was as a person um and so you know it's it's wonderful to be able to open those doors a little bit because people it's just like with suicide people don't understand What's happening inside of someone? They just judge it a lot. Uh, you know, what, what was wrong with them? What, how could they do? You know, they go to all these really mean. They don't understand the agony of others or what's really happening. And so, I was able to put a little bit of that in my book and and talk about that and helping people. You know, just to,
0: you know, but Susan, just to clarify to my audience that you actually met Chris Benoit and his wife Nancy at a, a, a party that I had. For and my his mom. son. Yeah. And so you were very involved with my world, you know, anything that we did, you know, you and the girl were always there with us. So your information is very credible in your book. And that's why I, I wanted to have you on my show, because when your book comes out and, and if they happen to co- contact you for a reading or they go to your conference to hear you speak, I believe in you because your experiences touch me personally and I can vouch for you. So I'm so excited that when my colleagues need you know to have you you know your assistance I'm going to be very credible and say she is she is the deal I mean she read it for me and just just so, you know I just wanted to clarify that you've met these people and you you met Eddie and you, and you know me for years that you know you just you're very truthful and compassionate and that's something that I really wanted to express to my audience so go ahead
1: Thank you. Oh, well, it's just um I think that we get a misinterpretation. We decide why people do what they do instead of knowing, you know, looking into the soul. And my job is to look into the soul of every individual. And do souls need healing when they get there? I think probably they do. I think a lot of souls need healing. If we actually I believe uh, the part of our heart is the part that goes with us, right? That those forty thousand neurites go with us uh, into our soul source, so that we can learn and pass on our information to others, but also for ourselves. And so I do believe, I think if we are compassionate enough here to put people in hospitals that are broken and harmed and hurt e- emotionally or physically, either way, why wouldn't they have the same kind of compassion in the most beautiful space that we are created in? So um, I try to explain that to people. And some people get angry by that. You know, it's like, no, that person hurt my loved one. And I go, I understand that. but Would you want them if they do come back? I mean, if that is real it just, let's just take a moment. That might be a possibility that they may want to learn again. Would you want them to come back unhealed and do that to someone else or to themselves again? Because everyone suffers what they, wh- when you get there, one of the things that I experienced was a, a what I know to be is a cleansing. It's um, your life goes in front of you. Uh, it's so fast. And it's not for shame. It's for, oh, I could have done that differently. And oh, wow, I I didn't realize my impact that I had doing this and that. So if you've caused harm to someone, deep harm, um, you're going to have to look at it, not to be punished. You're going to want to. You're going to want to look at it. You're going to want to. I don't care who you are. The mind, evil is in the minds of man. It is not in the soul that was created by God or whatever you choose to call the spirit world it's all the same place, it's all the same umbrella.
0: So I, I wanted to also um, let my audience know that you have a YouTube channel, which is, I, I encourage everyone to go to Susan's YouTube channel, it's Susan is um, it Susan Grah Official, correct? Yes. And, Susan, you talk about orbs and you put, you post this on your Instagram page. Guys, you have to go check out Susan's Instagram page. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. It's positive. It, I go on it each and every day and just Uh listen to what you have to say because we all need positivity. It's a new year. It's a new beginning for everyone to be able to have a fresh start and to, kind of, you know, make amends for what happened last year and to make yourselves better for what's gonna come in the coming year. Um, you you videotape orbs and I was, I don't understand them and you could explain them to me, but um, I, I I guess I could picture my loved ones that, you know, I, I lost my mom and my stepdad and Eddie and some other friends. And I, I wonder like, are these orbs like around me, you know, when I'm in a room, like explain, explain what this is because so,
1: it's Okay, so this so there's orbs and there's dust, okay, and there's bugs. I right? think mine's mostly dust though because of my house. So. <laughs> I don't think so. Um there's there's so you have to be really really careful what you're filming and I don't know if I'm uh perfect at it but I certainly Pay attention. So I ask them questions like, Can you go through me and come back out? And you'll see one like come through the bottom of my feet up to my waist and then go back down through the bottom of my feet and come out. So I'm asking them to do things to show whether or not they're dust because sometimes it's hard to tell the difference, except for I can because I can feel it. So I feel their presence. And so Um, There's times that I feel and I go, I don't feel them here right now at all. I'm not, this is dust. I can tell this is not, you know, we're not doing this right. Um, But, and I won't put it on, but one time I was uh, dealing with people who had lost their children all week long. And I was in this terrible state and I was sitting on my couch and it's at work and it's just a security camera. To be honest with you, there's nothing special about it. It doesn't show color or anything. And. But I've seen blue, bright blue orbs on the security camera that doesn't show color, which is amazing and red. Um, But I was sitting and I was crying and I was saying, I don't think I can do this anymore. I love you in the spirit world. I'm so sorry, but I can't keep dealing with these kinds of losses. I am, my heart is so in pain right now. It was a lot of suicides that week of children and I was just dying inside. And I, I said, I love you so much and I'm so grateful for this gift you gave me but I just can't and it was showering and I thought it was dust and it was just showering at orbs and it stopped and right in front of me I have this on camera right in front of me this beautiful orb heart spins up in the air perfect shaped heart and drops down in front of me and just goes boom and I went okay I can do this. That's what happened to me. Inside, I went, All right, got the message. You love me too, and I can do this. I'm okay. I'm okay. And it was the most, I I keep asking for it to happen again, and it hasn't. It was an undeniable heart, undeniable heart orb. It is actually, I think it's on my YouTube, if I remember right. Um, And then the showering begins again. So it went from, radical orbs everywhere to nothing complete blank not one except that heart and then as soon as that heart dropped and it kind of exploded out into this beautiful light um the showering started again mind-blowing that to me can't be dust (laughs) that was like okay i believe it um do I think that every picture of an orb is, is real? No, but do I think a large percentage? Yes. And I think there's skeptics and everything. And you're going to hear, you know, we can debunk this and all those things. And okay, go ahead. Um, but, but in truth, the spirit world doesn't fight with the human world. They're not going to prove themselves. They don't need to. And so they're going to give us what they give us. And if we choose to take it in, we choose to take it in. And if we choose not to, that's okay too. That's our decision. So they're not going to prove so, they're not going to, you know, somebody's trying to debunk it. They're not going to, go, no, let me show you. They're not going to do that. They're not on that level of thinking. They're actually in soul. They're in soul. And so it's a completely different way of coming at it. They would just say, We hope your soul heals or you do what you need to do to grow. This is your growth. It's trusting. Oh,
0: I love this so much. Susan, where can the fans, where can my audience? contact you? Where can they find out information about your book? Let us know where they can follow you and, and just keep in contact with you.
1: Okay. So I'm on Instagram is the best way to know what's happening to me. Um, I'm on TikTok too, and I'm on Facebook, all of them. Um, I don't do a lot of Facebook, but I love when people follow me on it because I do special little things that I don't do anywhere else. And so, um, that's to grow my following there, just to be honest, I'm just going to be real, um, because I don't do a lot there. Uh, but it's Susan Grau Official, G-R-A-U. It's S-U-S-A-N-G-R-A-U Official. And um, they can book appointments at SusanGrau.com, And they can see my website and see some of the orbs and, and hear my story. It's all on my website. I don't leave anything out. And um, they can go to Susan Graw Official YouTube and, and watch my videos to kind of get to know me. I think that if you're going to go to a medium, you need to know who you're going to. I think it's the number one most important statement I'm going to make in this reading or in this, sorry, in this radio uh, conversation. I, I believe that if you don't know who you're going to, you're not in safe hands. So you need to do your homework and you need to investigate and you need to know that you're safe. You know, go to Yelp. Go to Yelp. And put in medium Susan Gras or go to Yelp and put in whoever it is you're going to go see. There's a lot of really good mediums out there, but you want to know you're going to one. Make sure they have compassion and they're kind. Watch some of their videos. Make sure the way they speak to you is with respect and kindness, no matter where, where you come from in life. Um, it's of the utmost importance and make sure that you feel safe and comfortable. And if they're not creating that safety for you, that environment, you don't belong there. When people go in to see a medium and they they, they hear you've got uh, attachments and you've got, you know, um, uh, ancestral, um, what do they call that? I don't even know, you know, um, bad things that are attached to you and and evil things and things like that. Um, I, I tell them, get up and run. If they, no human can do what the spirit world can't do. And if there was something attached to you, which I don't believe in, but if there was something attached to you, don't think for a moment that they wouldn't come in and help you. And that's a really important statement for this too. And one more that's really important I want to say is that no matter where you go on this journey, self-care is the most important part of it. Because if you're caring for yourself, you can care for others in a healthy way. So if you're broken, get help. If you've lost someone, you're going to be broken. You know, you are a piece of you is broke and get some help for that. And if, if, if you need mental illness help, or you feel suicidal, I have a family full of suicide. If you feel suicidal, you know, call that 988, get help, do something to take an action to, to protect yourself because it's so important. You're here for a reason. It's not random. And the day that you can understand that is the day that you can connect in a different kind of way to everyone around you, everything, trees, everything, um, and it will change your journey. And I really feel like spirit wanted me to say that. God wanted me to say that because I feel that the world is in such a heavy place. um, People need to be reminded that they're worth it. Yeah, that's so
0: important, Susan. I dearly love you to pieces and you've always been such a good friend of mine and I keep you close in my heart and I'm so honored that you were on my show today and I I hope that we can reach one, two, five, 20,000 people and that they will, you'll be that instrument for them, that vessel to get that help and to be able to, uh, you be able to help them and I, I, if I can be the middleman, I am honored and happy and grateful and I just love you to pieces and uh, I wish you a happy 2023. And um, this is a such a great episode and it's so important to me and I hope that it reaches everyone else.
1: Oh, thank you. And I love you too. And I'm really honored you had me. I, I you're so special to my heart. You're it, it, it's such a deep feeling. It's such a sisterly, close love that I, it's hard to describe to people. I trust you with everything about me. And there's nothing like that. You know, you. it's hard to find where you have that ultimate trust. And so I just love you to pieces. Thank you for having me and thank your audience for listening. I'm really grateful that they're listening because this can be a subject that people want to steer away from. So,
0: yeah, it can be scary, but I think you've brought a lot of truth and honesty and your experience and how you've, you know, done your own work to help other people. I think that's fascinating to me. And you're taking accountability to help other people. And I think that's really important.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I love you, Susan. So I love you too. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, that's it for this week's guest. Thank you to my dear friend Susan Grau. You are making such a difference in the world by your positivity and using your special gifts to help others. And to my audience, if you have any questions about, uh, perhaps you might think that you could be a medium or have gifts, or if you would like to contact Susan Graw and um, having her give you a reading, or you might have questions about paranormal activity, please contact her at susangrawofficial.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week, and I'll see you next week. Be kind, love yourself, give yourself that time each and every day to do something that makes you happy. Take care, love one another, and excuse me!